Welcome to Paint Radio with your hosts, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. I'm Andrew. This is Paint Radio. Emily Howard is back. She was away for a while and we missed her dearly. Emily, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, actually, I've got a long story to tell you, but I'll save it <laughs> because that's not why, that's not why we're here today. This is uh, this is Mission Vacation Podcast number 72. No, it's not Wait quite 72. I, I have a question here, Andrew. That is Brian I, I Nolan. This, she was away and... Uh, I thought this is about Dustin getting away. Did, did uh, Emily take the vacation? <laughs> well, I did. Let's just say that Emily got the help she desperately needed. <laughs> I don't want to go into too much personal detail, but she built a business that doesn't depend upon her. She's got you there to do I some did. Work. That's I brilliant. Beauty. I handed it all over to Andrew. And now she has a mess to clean up. <laughs> A series of 15-hour days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Was it worth it? I don't think so. Absolutely not. <laughs> Andrew's trained me to never do this again. <laughs> so that was that was Brian Nolan. Dustin Zupanzik is here. This is Mission Vacation, of course. Andrew and Emily. As we follow along with our lucky, wonderful winner, Dustin Zupanzik of Dreamscape Painting. And he is is wonderfully guided and coached by Brian Nolan of Nolan Consulting Group, nolancg.com. Um, of course, Mission Vacation, as I hope you all know, wonderfully sponsored by Sherwin-Williams, Adrian Steele. We're going to hear more from Adrian later on in the podcast. Also sponsored by Arrowworthy and Frog Tape. And we've all been following along. Dustin is, is wonderful, being very open uh, sharing his journey that he is walking with Brian as he builds uh, more sustainable business structures so that he can take more time off, take a vacation, mission vacation. So uh, let's dive right in. Dustin, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but since we last spoke, you shared your vision of the company, for the company, with the company. You shared all that with the company. Am I right? And if so, how did that go? Uh, this is true. You are correct. No corrections needed. Um, yeah, it was re it was really great. We had we took a Friday kind of I guess a paid day off, and we uh, made a day of it. We went to a local paint manufacturer, toured the factory, and chatted with the lab techs. And you know, guys, everyone really enjoyed that, and had a meeting in their boardroom, and and that's where I shared the, our uh, our company vision, kind of for the next three years. Um, and and since then I've been uh, following up with 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 different people. Um, I mean nobody nobody stormed out of the room when I was sharing it. So I think you low know, expectations. That's, that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I've been following up with people and and just asking them how you know what how what do they think and and everyone seems to be really positive and excited about it and um, I think it's really going to help them uh, make better decisions and um it, it it'll just inform their their pathway moving forward understanding kind of where where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish so i think they're all everyone seems to be excited about that so that's that's been really great that's good well and so dusty were you nervous were you nervous to to share all of this this newness and change with with the company uh yeah i mean a little bit i was i was a little bit nervous i've been you know sharing pieces of it with with some of the some of the leadership team as as it was being developed and talking about it 
but certainly, you know, not everyone ha- has heard or, or seen everything, but I've already seen positive results. Some of the things we've talked about, some of my team has come up and, and you know, had suggestions or like, or they're nervous about, you know, oh, it sounds good, but how are we going to do this? And it gives us an opportunity to talk and problem solve, you know, so, so it's been really positive so far. Oh, good. So, so now I think it'll be uh, just a matter of continuing to reinforce it and, and, and remind, refresh people time and again, kind of where we're heading, you know, keep it front of front of mind, I think. So what did you do? I'm curious, going into this, what did you do to, to prepare to kind of announce and, and unveil this new vision plan to the company? Yeah, um, I mean, most of the preparation was was back when we wrote the, the vision statement, right? Um, and a lot of it is just a matter of getting myself on board and getting excited about it, which I feel like we did a really good job with that. In terms of preparing for the meeting, you know, I just printed it out and <laughs> stood up front <laughs> and told them this is the way it is. So but, Brian, uh, let, let me ask you, what is the, not necessarily specific to Dustin and Dreamscape Painting, but for anyone who you charge with, with doing this <clears throat> and presenting your vision for the company, does it involve a theme song? Does it involve PowerPoint? Is it a five minute deal, a 20 minute deal? What? How do you sort of put parameters on um, sharing your vision for the company with the company. Yeah, you know, I I call this the uh, genius of the leader because actually you don't have to be a genius. You just have to have a vision and then start to uh, follow it and people think you're a genius. I mean, every year since uh, about 2003, my brother Kevin uh, Nolan, Nolan Painting, has been reading his vision out loud to the company. It's about one page long. And you know, he reads it with passion and um, the results have been stunning, really. I mean, he's had people in there. Um, so he, he had an apprentice back then who is now the CFO of his company. He's, he's gotten salespeople. Um, he's gotten a lot of people who, who are now crew leaders. So people listen to it. Some of the people get kind of deer in headlights. They're like glassy eyed. Right, Dustin. Um, sure. But what they know is that I've got I've got a leader here who is looking at the future, not just not just waiting day by day. So you read it and you talk about it and you're passionate. And let me say this, Dustin, you are not done. You've got to repeat this vision and parts of it always and keep it alive. The vision is the genius of the leader. Because so you guys have both said this now, talking about, you know, you've done, well, two enormous steps and probably more like three. One, written a vision plan. Two, gotten feedback from your leadership team, potentially probably made some changes as a result of their feedback, and then released the entire vision plan to your company. So, Brian, how how do you kind of keep that alive so that all this work doesn't kind of wither on the vine or fall by the wayside? Well, well, now it's time for the one-on-one exchanges and uh, never miss an opportunity to incorporate that's part of the vision in a conversation. That's where we're going. And in your one-on-one with your key people, ask them what they thought about it, ask them how they want to contribute to it, ask them how, um, you know, how their development, how they'd like to see their development go and how you can help them get there. And so it's, if he starts with the premise to mention my vision once a week, somehow it, it creates engagement, it creates energy, it creates a destination, it creates excitement. That's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and Dustin, have you, is there any feedback that you've gotten that has been like especially interesting or shocking or eye-opening? Um, <clears throat> I think just some of the, I don't know if concern's the right word, but when I talk about, you know, goals and how many employees we'll have in like three years kind of a thing, I've, uh, I guess I was surprised at some of the feedback where people are like, well, I don't know how that's going to work or, or just their concerns, just show, just the level that they care. And then it opens up a conversation. So I guess, yeah, I've been surprised mostly by like how much people actually care. Right. Um, that's, that's good. That's, that's yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that when we step back and allow people to to speak and share their opinions and thoughts openly and without fear, you learn so much. And you do learn how much they actually care about what they're doing because they're here, you know, eight plus hours a day, too. So they spend a significant time totally with uh, with your business. Brian, I know we've talked about this before in a previous podcast, but since we're talking so much about the mission statement or the vision now, just let's touch on it briefly that I'm, I'm the, the mission statement, the vision can't be, you know, I want to be happy and make the world a better place, right? We, it has to be visionary, but it has to have some practical, measurable components. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big about, as we talked about, a, a desired future state where you can describe your vision in terms of, in Dustin's case, how many employees you're going to have, what, what services are offering, are they in a, a facility that's different than now, uh, who their customer is. Um, this is this is taking your business now and then it's looking ahead and it's laying out like a picture on canvas what your business is going to look like and then it just becomes a project to move and put things in place to get there every decision you make is in the context of your of your vision now your vision can change each year because you evolve um, and that's okay it's okay if it changes it's not okay if you don't communicate your vision. It's the only thing besides a paycheck everybody has in common in a company. Where are we going? Mm. Nice. Well done, Brian. This is why we chose you. <laughs> Actually, Emily You're chose kind. you. I recommended myself. Emily decided. You everywhere. You're kind. Oh, poor Dustin. If we would have chosen you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting changes here. Would have been a different mission. Mission ejection. Um, so let's get practical. Um, Dustin, I, we know that you semi-recently uh, created the role of operations manager and hired someone for that, or you filled that position. And I hear that you have some news on that front. What would you like to share with us? Uh, yeah, well, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, that role is a brand new role and, and uh, position for us, never ha never having had that before. And so it was really exciting setting it up and hiring somebody, did a lot of due diligence and work to make sure that they're a good fit. But um, yeah, due to extenuating life circumstances, you know, the person in that position isn't, isn't going to be able to maintain that role. So I'll be, I'm looking again to, I'm taking over Everything that I'd given back or, you know, everything I've given over to him to do and I've taken that back on and now I'm looking for another operations manager. Well, and this so. is this is not uncommon, right, Brian? This is more common than not. That's 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 interesting. How do you how do you prepare owners typically um, when they're creating a new position for for this kind of trial and error that has to happen there yeah, in order to get is, to where you want to go? It's often it's often because. Um, Maybe the work of the work is not clearly understood, and and the position vision, the, not not just the job description, but the vision for the position. Um, 
And so we tend to try someone in, in that role because we think, hey, this person might be able to do it. And then it doesn't work and, and they get discouraged. I see this a lot. And they say, well, that didn't work. I, I guess I won't hire an operations manager. When the reality is the strategy was great, just the fit was wrong. And so I got to pick him back up. And, no, no. Now we know. Now we just need to know more about the profile, the person that we need. And so a position vision is making sure the purpose and objective is clear, making sure they know what represents superior performance, um, how the, how the results are uh, you know going to help our company, what behaviors are are needed. And so you actually write that out so you take more time to get the right fit. And so not to be discouraged, it's just part of work, man. You're building a model here and it's not how you fall down, it's how you pick back up and learn from it. Right. Like Dustin? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dustin, how are you like mentally jumping? Are, are you just kind of not getting too worried about it and just moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not terribly worried about it i mean but it's it's certainly becoming you know become a major focus to you know get that all sorted out and it's added a, a lot of um a lot of little things onto my plate that that eat up my time and and uh, make it a little bit more challenging to to work on you know higher level business development stuff but you know it's necessary to move forward so it's too bad because this i still feel this person was an excellent fit for the position but like you said life happens and it's just the way way she goes yeah right so so in your specific instance dustin are you did this experience prompt you to change the the position or are you sticking with the position as you originally drew it up well i mean i'm reflecting on it based on my experience so far i mean i i think i'm not back to square one because I've gone through the experience once before now, you know, and it, it'll help me in in refining and onboarding the next person for sure. Um, and I'll probably make a few minor changes, but I, I, I think the the bones of the role are pretty robust, you know, so I don't think there's huge changes there. But. Good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm guessing that in a situation like this, you don't want to you don't want to overcorrect as we as we've said sort of vaguely. But we can all get it. Life happens. Um, but let's not overreact and and make changes that that aren't necessary. Uh, and I'm gonna segue right here to go to our sponsor, awesome Adrian Steele. Um, talk about changes. One thing I think most contractors could agree on is they need to change the way they store stuff in the old truck in the van. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk. We've talked about horror stories and how. Uh, it's just very unsightly and very unorganized and very inefficient. And this is why Adrian Steele is a wonderful sponsor of Mission Vacation, because uh, not just joking about the mess that is your work van, you, you want to work smarter, you want to work more fi- effectively and efficiently. And man, Adrian Steele is so good about that. So we've got the team here from Adrian Steele uh, talking about security and organization for all of your expensive tools and the tools you need when you need them. So Brett... I'm going to throw it to you. Start us off. What do you want to tell us about Adrian Steele and how you guys can help contractors? All right, yeah, thanks, Andrew. Uh, Adrian Steele is excited to partner with APC and to be a part of Mission Vacation. Uh, we love that you guys are giving back to those who work hard because that is what we strive to do every day. Whether you're a commercial or residential painter, we can work with you to create an upfit that makes you safer and more efficient. We make products that can create 
better storage, security, and protection, and organization for your cargo and your work van so you can grow your business and live your best life. I'm going to turn it over to Mark, and he's going to give you some more background on our product. All right, thanks, Brett. At Adrian Steel, we understand that painters carry a variety of cargo in their work van, like brushes, paint, rollers, drop cloths, ladders, and more. Our full line of cargo management products allow them to safely transport this cargo and save time by making it easy to find what they need quicker. We've noticed that painters re really like our portable blue bins that make it easier to transport this equipment to and from the job site, as well as our variety of roof racks for their ladders and scaffolding. I'm going to turn it over to Gabby to let you know where you can find our products. Thanks, Mark. Our products are sold exclusively through certified Adrian Steel distributors, of which we have over 300 located throughout the United States, Canada, and even Puerto Rico. They can work with you to create a customized outfit tailored to your business. Find out how much time and money you could be saving by finding a local distributor. Go to www.adriansteel.com forward slash distributors or call 800-677-2726 today to get connected. Brett, Mark, Gabby, love it. Excellent work. We love having you part of Mission Vacation. That's uh, wonderful products and service and opportunities that you offer to contractors. Like Gabby said, if you want to understand more, see what it is that Adrian Steel can do for you, go to adriansteel.com. That's A-D-R-I-A-N steel.com. Now, back to our mission, which is to get Dustin on vacation. Dustin, let's talk about career pathways. This is something that um, certainly Brian understands about, but uh, I think this is what's wonderful about, about you and your vision for what you want Dreamscape Painting to be, something that you bring to the table that, that's unique, and that is your, your desire, your wish, your vision to have career pathways for the wonderful people who work at your wonderful company. So let's dive in. Tell us, how is that project going? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming along. It's a lot, it's a lot of work, a lot of things to, to build and put together, but um, I'm, I'm excited about it for, for sure. Um, it's, it's really coming together, and I think kind of have plans within the next three months to roll out a trial version with, um, you know, we'll call it Career Path Light with uh, some of my site supers and a few people and uh, continue to work on, you know, kinks and get feedback and refine it. And, and then hopefully within like six months have it, you know, adopted and, and then in the future just continue to make it better and better and better. So was did that play much of a role in the vision that you expressed to your your employees? Yeah, absolutely. That was you know the end result of the vision was ha you know having um, a complete career pathway in place and and uh, training, having a culture of training and growing and learning. So and I think uh, I've, I've I've had really great feedback. People are excited about the the career pathway, and so it's really I'm excited to move it forward and and have their help uh, finishing it and putting it together. Um, I know we have been talking a lot with Brian about, you know, the best way to, to, uh, to do it and how like, well, I've been, I've been doing a lot of work on it, but now I'm, I'm really trying to shift gears from me developing everything to, um, you know, getting help developing, developing it from the people who are actually going to be implementing it and, and in it, you know? I don't want to just like drop something that I think is a good idea and, uh, not have it, you know, 
work in, in the real world on these people. So that's that's been fun. So when you opened that door, this this concept, this topic of career pathways, did any of your people come to you who are on a career pathway and say, you know, I'd like to be on a different career pathway? Has anyone suggested that yet? Not really. I mean, I, I've told them, uh, you know, our career pathway is just to sum it up, right? Is we start started apprentice level one, two, three, then you can become a painter levels one, two, and three, and that can branch off into either continuing as a craftsman um, and developing your skills further or into more of a leadership pathway, you know, where um, you become a painting lead and that can move forward to being a site supervisor. So even greater responsibility. So people have certainly expressed interest in different in different uh, areas, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And they're excited about having more consistent measurables to gauge their progress and um, and just make just having it more clear, you know. Dustin, what's the interest level been? Would you say are you hearing more people who are interested in leadership roles or who just want to continue on and improve their craft? I mean, it's both. I mean, people want to know what do they got to do to make more money, and mm-hmm. what do they got to do to improve, and it's always like. Um, you know, in the past, it's always been like, you know, you wait till someone comes to you and says, can I have a raise? And then you go, oh, sure. You know, um, and then you hire pe- some people on and, you know, you hire hire them at too high of a wage or too low of a wage. And then you have people like who, you know, you look at them and they have the same skill levels, really, but they're paid two different wages. It's not really fair. Yeah. And it's so this just levels it. Um, and uh, people are really excited about that. Just knowing you can hire someone, they are okay with being at a low wage because they can see in X amount of time, if they work hard and do these things, this is where they could be. And people are really excited about that. That's, that's what they're mostly excited about, I think. And then a few people have expressed greater interest in, in leadership and that's awesome too. As much as you know, I, I only need so many uh, painting leads and site supervisors, and I will be continuing to develop leaders. But you can be a leader at, in a painting role or a craftsman, or you know, in a management role. So I think it all it all works there. So Brian, but I'm curious, like Dustin just said, there's only so many leadership roles out there. How do you begin to balance out the want to climb the ladder and then Dustin's need for people to climb the ladder? Well, I'm going to go back to, I think the most important thing is, you know, there there is upward wage pressure right now in this labor shortage. And um, I think when you can tie wage increases to show me a raise in performance, tied to increasing your skills, that's great. I mean, you have sufficient levels, A1, A2, P1, P2, um, master painter, job lead, that I I, I think establishing the training culture is what's key here. People think, people say we we have a labor shortage uh, and the real reason for this is we have a training shortage in training culture because we can't take, um, most companies cannot take unskilled people, but good workers, good people, and show them a pathway up and have a culture that is ready to train them. This is the key, is how Dustin gets his his leads to become trainers. Trainer is not one person. Training is to be a core competency here. Um, so what we're, we're really talking about is a training culture uh, that is sorely missing in 
uh, the industry right now, you guys. I mean, sorely. Very much. Um, so, Dustin, so if as far as you building more sustainable business structures so that the entire company doesn't rest on your shoulders, talking about what Brian just referred to, a training culture, to what extent or how are you enabling some of your employees to start implementing this vision that you have so that you're not, I, I'm assuming that you're not the only one who's implementing your vision. Otherwise, I don't want to say that would be a failure, but it wouldn't be the goal of what we're doing. Yeah, so. here, here lies the rub. <laughs> right. Here, here lies the the intensity of our last coaching call last week. We, this was where things got a little a little uh, back and forth between my friend Dustin and I. Go ahead, Dustin, share the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I, I just have so many good ideas, and I just know. <laughs> I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I tend to not want to, um, well, I, I tend to be really particular in how I want things to be done and really specific about how I envision things and hesitant to release things if I don't think someone can do it as good or better than me. You know, if I'm confident they can, it's no problem. Or if it's something I don't want to do, but if I, you know, feel like I could do a better job, that's, it's, it can be challenging to release things. So it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was good. Uh, chatting with Brian about, we were kind of reviewing, you know, a lot of the stuff that I had put together and he was just really encouraging me that it's time to just like stop putting it together and, uh, make it more of a group effort, you know, and, and his his suggestion was to create like a training uh, committee where we actually, you know, get volunteers to work with me and ask them for help, even if I don't particularly want it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just to involve them in, in, in that process. And I, you know, it was, it was a really good, um, uh, a good reset for me just to remind me like, you know, my whole goal is I do want to develop leaders and, and, and encourage buy-in and, 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 and I know they have super great value to offer. It's just easy for me to get caught up in my own, uh, thinking, right in my own vision of things. Yeah. Um, but the reality is I'm not going to be the one on the ground working with these people. I won't be in the career pathway, really. So their feedback is, as far as like, how are these people going to be training other people and implementing it and moving forward in it? You know, having their input is really invaluable. So, so it was a good reset for me just to, okay, just take a pause, take a breath and and rethink how I'm creating it and not to get carried away with with the details before I we kind of review it, the nuts and bolts and, and how it'll actually be implemented and, and everything. So it was good. It was really good. Well, this, I this hear you. This is the key. <laughs> if, I can, if I can, this is the key to now everything Dustin implements going, going forward, that to create, get in the game, to create passion, to create engagement is to Present a vision and ask your people to give their ideas. And they they will, all of a sudden it's theirs and, and, and it's got to work. It's not just sort of Dustin or some other leader giving me something to do. It's now I own this and I feel I feel vested in this. Now, now it can become a culture. Well, and so I'm, fa I'm fascinated by this because Dustin, man, I am in your boat. That's, um, I'm the same way. Um, it's, it's so hard for me to let go of things. So <laughs> I ask for the readers and I ask for myself as well. But that, Dustin, I think you did it. You did a good job explaining like what a couple of things that you were doing to help, to help push this process forward of, of really delegating and creating ownership for the team. But Brian, give us the pep talk. Like, 
when it it is so hard to let go of things what are like the first three steps well you you got it you know growth and comfort don't coexist the more uncomfortable it is maybe the more you should be doing it i'll just, I'll just say that it's going to feel uncomfortable particularly when you walk by one day and you see three of your people planning out training you're like i should be in there i should i should be in there so you're a champion right you're a sponsor of this effort. So pick a leader, meet with them before uh, they meet with their team, meet with them after you're a coach, you guide them. Um, and then you give them some rope. Uh, you stay into I'm not saying dump it, you're, you're not going to dump this, you are you're giving your enthusiasm and support and resources behind it, you're um, praising them and coaching them. So stay, you know, stay in, in tune as a leader. But don't be the one to present all the end game stuff let them take some of that work plus they know it they're in the field these guys know know how to, how a skill uh, should go let's get their input dustin can you give us a specific practical example of something or someone you've asked to do something that you would normally do other than bring me a cup of coffee what <laughs> have you asked uh, someone that's just andrew that's <laughs> no just andrew that. <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter how many times i ask for that. <laughs> where's uh, the croissant <laughs> so um <laughs> give, give us a practical example of something that that you normally did and you have now asked someone else to take over well hmm, that's a good question um i mean i just we literally just met and talked about this like monday and then the um the same uh, or or tuesday and then that afternoon i had a meeting with my leadership team and that's where i asked for volunteers to to join the training committee so i got got a few volunteers and um, I kind of just wanted to get the wheels turning there. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit painful to imagine what Brian was just saying about, you know, this meeting's going on and I'm not in there. But I think uh, I'm excited for that. In terms of like, what's a practical thing that I've handed off? I don't know. Good question. I, I, I mean, you, I, I, I can I think, think of this about in to Hey guys, this, this is about to happen. Okay. I, I'm, I mean, we are we are building this bridge, and Dustin is about to delegate some stuff. So it, it hasn't happened yet, nor nor has it happened in most painting companies around mm -hmm. the country. So stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> We're building. This is Dustin man. This is the. I think this is the hardest part. What a tease. I don't know. What do you think, Dustin? Do you think is this? I mean, this is this is just this is a huge kind of mental. It's a mental barrier, I think, for not just for for everyone that has to do this. This one's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had them. I've had my site supers um, developing content for the program. And I just kind of give them a topic and let them, you know, write write out our procedures and take pictures and stuff. So I've been happy to hand that off. And that's been pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I think the content creation is easy to hand off because I don't really enjoy doing that anyways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the stuff that I do enjoy. But I probably am not the best at it. You know, that's that's what I think is important. And, and when you're talking about earlier about how to, you know, how to shift gears and and uh, hand things off, I think what was important for me was to consider like to think about what the end result is, right? And what the goal is. And if I think about like, well, how do I want to spend my time? Hmm. And do I want to spend my time involved in all these little details and the minutia of the program? Or would I rather, like like Brian said, set the vision and, and be the CEO and delegate? And um, that's the stuff I'm way more excited about. So if I consider what I actually want to do, it's, it's far easier to be like, okay, well, then I have to, I got to delegate. 
That's a great easier point. To it's funny yeah, you say great that. Great point. Great. That's that really great how that's how up. paint radio came to exist because Emily was like, "What do I want to spend more time doing?" And she said, "Spend more time with Andrew." So <laughs> she came up with this We've idea. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Who doesn't say that? And so it's like, hey, let's get a studio. I'll come down a couple times a month. We can hang out. Done. And look at this is we've seen the change. We're living the dream. We are living the dream. Lucky Emily. (laughs) No, Dustin, I think that was that was an outstanding piece of advice is, is when you when you catch yourself kind of going into those details, just having that mental trigger that reminds you what's what's the overarching goal here? Where are we trying to get to? And is the thing that I'm doing at this very moment going to help me get there or is it going to keep me from getting there? So I know point. I know a good guy point. who refers to it as the desired future state. <laughs> yeah, you're brilliant. Ed. Sometimes I can't believe the stuff you come up with. <laughs> Oh my! So what's uh, what's next in the desired future state, Brian? What uh, what is what are you working with Dustin next? Well, yeah, we're so we're um, we need to uh, take off training wheels on this um, involvement of his people uh, on on the implementation and the execution of his training culture. You know, my biggest fear uh, is that you know he designs this really great training system curriculum with skills and policies and procedures and standards and then you know it it sort of sits in a room um we need to bring it alive and so as a coach i've got to help him um help his team to own it um and uh so i'm gonna really want to see that 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 happens um, obviously, we're going to have to find a new operations manager. We uh, continue to look at his KPIs. We we are coming to the end of our time together. Uh, I think we'll have one or two more calls and and um, wave him boom bayage on his trip. And his team will be ready to make decisions on their own. Right? And how it goes? Yep. Dustin, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean... It's, it's Well, it's going to be sad to say goodbye to, <laughs> to you all. Um, but no, I mean, I'm feeling like super positive about everything and, and certainly excited for, for the future. Yeah, well-equipped. You know, lots well of work equipped. ahead. But. Well, look, Brian talked about taking the training wheels off. From personal experience, I know when those training wheels come off, there's a ton of crashes and skin <laughs> knees, probably concussions on my Schwinn Stingray. But I'm not rooting for that to happen to you, Dustin, but I I know and I hope that if it happens, you don't need, we don't need photos of your crash, but man, on the next Mission Vacation podcast, if you could share any trouble you have when Brian yanks those training wheels off, we would certainly appreciate all the gory details. Absolutely. You can be my shoulder to cry on, Andrew. I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) Wonderful. I love Mission Vacation. Brian Nolan, Nolan Consulting Group, nolancg.com. Dustin Zupanzik, keep crushing it, man. Dreamscape painting. Loved hearing from our good friends at Adrian Steele. Go to adriansteele.com to learn more about their tremendous products to make your vehicle work as effectively as you do. Our other sponsors, of course, are Sherwin-Williams, Arrowworthy, and Frog Tape. You can learn more about Mission Vacation. Listen listen to additional podcasts by going to paintmag.com and find that paint radio section. You can watch a tremendous video. If you've been dying to find out if I really do look like George Clooney, go to... Mm. Where would they find out, Emily? Don't ruin it for him, by the way. 
Come on, let's build the suspense. Where should they go <laughs> to see if I do look like Clooney? Paintmag.com backslash paint TV, or you can go to our YouTube channel. Or go to Google and just type in Google Images Clooney, and there I am. <laughs> That's the best way to know that Andrew looks like George Clooney. <laughs> exactly. That is the direct path. I'm Andrew Dwyer. Seriously, go to paintmag.com. We have so many resources because we love what we do, Emily and I. We love working with contractors. We love helping you implement your desired future state. Brian and Dustin, thanks for joining us. Keep listening to Paint Radio, guys. Have a great day. <laughs>